Hey, good morning, my friends. Uh, Skip here. It is uh, July 11th. Very early Monday morning, 5.38 a.m. Or 4.38, excuse me. (laughs) I got to be to work at 6. It better not be 5.38. It's 4.38. I got about uh, 45 minutes before I leave. You can hear my cat in the background. Wanted to uh, take the opportunity to uh, welcome you, if you're new to the podcast, to thank you if you have been a listener uh, to the podcast. Uh, I have a a deep gratitude and a deep appreciation for you offering to the podcast 15 minutes of your time. Uh, That is not... That, that is a very valuable thing in life. At least it is <clears throat> for me. So uh, forgive me uh, as I'm trying to clear my throat, clear my eyes, clear my brain. Let me get a drink here. And I want to talk this morning about something I usually don't do, but uh, I want to do a little bit of theology. Now, you know that um, if you've listened to the podcast. Uh, I am a former clergy person from a mainline denomination. Left that position about five years ago. Uh, So grateful I did. I have nothing against religion or religious people. Uh, If you find support and happiness in in religion, who am I to to say otherwise? Uh, Religion was a big part The Christian religion was a big part of my formative spiritual experience. Met really great people, met some not so great people, which is part of why I left. Uh, I have a bachelor's degree in religion. I studied theology at a graduate level uh, in a non-degree seeking course of study. So, you know, I, I, I have this background and this training. I've got no problem with what you believe as long as it uh, doesn't hurt anyone else and maybe it advances you to some authentic living. That's between you and the universe, you and your version of God. I've learned a long time ago to let people believe uh, what they want to believe. Uh, you know, as I have said before, uh, I may not be right about everything. Uh, but I do want to share some of my perspective. I think the reason I even entered into uh, a professional religious life or religion in general in my past was not the institution or what it could offer, but the principles by which it was founded on. And I'm talking when I say it, I mean the Christian church. And I think it's probably true of all religions that, at least for me, what I see at the core of them, at the the teaching level, at the level of the originator of the religion, is is probably where the truth of uh, the understanding of that religion really lies, really is. And we have, over millennia, taken 
some very basic truths about being human and put upon layer lay, upon layer upon layer of of our own conceptual our own um, understandings of what that teaching is and means and and out of that we've developed these hierarchical systems and sort of lost the meaning we we have put dogma upon the simple teaching uh, of, of the founders of religions, the founders of movements, the founders within religions. And because of the pasting upon that truth, we have really lost in so many ways the real impact and power of the teachings of, of those founders of religions. And so today I want to talk about Jesus. Uh, again, I do not profess any religious affiliation. Uh, I do not adhere to any religious dogma. I do not belong. I am not affiliated to any religious institution. Uh, what I'm trying to say is I'm not Christian. I'm not Buddhist. I'm not Muslim. I'm not Baha'i. However, I incorporate what these teachers taught, what I've learned to do is not incorporate the dogma that comes with those teachings. So I want to talk a little Jesus this morning, if you will let me. Uh, because Jesus and his teachings are uh, profound. They are as profound as anything else shared in uh, human history. Unfortunately, uh, what we have done is in the name of those teachings, in the name of that personality that lived 2,000 years ago or so, uh, we have done a lot of harm. And because of that, a lot of people will be turned off by, by sort of the religious uh, connotations of, of talking about Buddha or talking about Muhammad, or talking about Jesus, or talking about any of these founders. And here's what I've come to learn, folks, is that really what all of these people have in common, all of these founders of these religions, really what they were, were they were authentic people. And because that is so foreign to us, it is so foreign to, to, to our training, that we idolize them. We put them on a pedestal. We sort of make our life spiritual by proxy through them. Uh, as a clergy person, I saw this for years. People trying to uh, put clergy, put uh, other people on pedestals so that they don't have to get up there themselves. <laughs> so they don't have to do the work themselves. And that's really what we've done. We've developed theological, philosophical notions around uh, people, uh, personalities in history, so we really don't have to do the work ourselves. When in fact, people like Jesus, Buddha, Lao Tzu, Muhammad say, you got, you got to do the work yourself. You have to seek that authenticity yourself. So I just want to talk a little bit about new ways in which we can appreciate uh, 
some of these founders. And since it is in Christian theology that I'm trained, I want to talk about uh, Jesus. Uh, because I had to come to let go of a lot of things that I was taught about who Jesus was. Uh, as I said already, I believe him. He was someone who discovered the true authenticity of self. He was not the only one in human history, but he certainly was one that articulated that in a very clear sense, at least what we know of what he said. And so when he would say, you know, love your enemy, that is a statement of authenticity. That's not a dogmatic pro uh, proclamation. That's not a, you know, that's not a, a sort of pie-in-the-sky, wishful thinking thing. What he's saying is that when you, when you live from an authentic place, uh, that becomes an option, becomes a necessary option, as a matter of fact. Or when he says, give what you have, or carry someone's pack an extra mile, or um, take the story of the Good Samaritan. It's the hated Samaritan that, that helps other than the religious people of the day, other than the priest or the Levite. You, you, I read, and I think you can read very clearly, that this person uh, that we have venerated, that we have built buildings to, which I think unfortunately got in the way, that this person is simply telling us how to live from a clarity of our own humanity, from a clarity of authenticity. As a matter of fact, I, I think there are times when he is so authentic that he himself, and he, again, he's not the only one who's done this, is speaking as that love itself. And so, you know, when we hear him asking for forgiveness or for, for, for people's ignorance and things like that, uh, within the context of, of the Gospels especially, we hear someone speaking with a, a clarity of authenticity, a clarity of, of knowing uh, not just who they are as a human, excuse me, might I get a drink again, but authentically who they are as a human. Now, this has nothing to do with their religious propositions of virgin birth or resurrection. That's up to you to decide. Uh, I myself have never been worried about any of that. What I want to know is when um, Jesus says things like, those among you without sin can cast the first stone, uh, when the religious and people of the day are trying to stone someone caught in adultery, uh, and Jesus intervenes and says, if any of you are free of sin, you can throw the rock. You know, that is a crystalline moment of understanding of human nature, of what real grace, real hope, real truth is about. And so it's important for us to understand that um, I, I, I don't hear, I don't see personally where Jesus says, go build giant cathedrals and go make indigenous people believe in me. Uh, 
as part of his authenticity. That's stuff that we've put on. And I have usually found that most people who are angry at Christianity or atheists, they're really angry at the institution. And we have to quit conflating these institutions that are human-made with the teachings. Because the teachings of Jesus, the teachings of Buddha, the teachings of Lao Tzu, uh, the examples of Mother Teresa and of the of the mystics of the world and the world's religions, uh, of the Dalai Lama, of, you know, of, of all the people who have aspired for true self. Uh, these teachings, these examples uh, are signposts. They, they point to something. They point to something within you. They point to something uh, w- within you that is authentic, that is not different than Jesus or Buddha, but is in fact the same thing. And we have to stop putting all this stuff on top of that because the stuff we put on top of it, like you must believe this or you must adhere to this or you must go to this church or you must judge these other people, all of that is the false self. It's the false reality. And I can tell you this, folks, that the reason I still hold on to a deep, deep, deep appreciation for Jesus is because I believe that he calls us out of religion and its institutional behavior. And this is something that I never did resolve. It's probably part of why I left religion is because when I read him not judging but challenging, uh, you know, ritualistic behaviors that um, make people righteous. Uh, he's challenging that. Jesus is saying, that's not how you get there. And yet what we have done in his name is the same thing. You must do this. You must do that. You must follow these rules and dogmas and the- theological propositions. Folks, at the end of the day, it's about relationships. Relationship with you to yourself, relationship with others, relationship with the truth of the love that permeates the universe. And what I'm trying to say in this podcast is don't put yourself in a place where you end up dismissing things Uh, You can grow past them, but you don't have to hate them. You can grow past the religious dogma of the church and still have a great appreciation and a great sense of love for Jesus. And I'm sure it's true. I know it's true in other religions. Uh, The same is true for Buddha and Muhammad and Lao Tzu and the founders of of all the the religions. You don't have to pardon the sort of crass pun, uh, drink the Kool-Aid. You don't have to belong. You don't have to set yourself in opposition to others. You can say, this person taught love. I'm trying to be love. And therefore, those teachings are useful. Those words are useful. So there you have it, folks. A little... 
hopefully a little way, a new way of understanding how to not dismiss but understand that religion itself is a human construct, but the teachings that it's founded on, there's some truth in there you want to find out, you want to learn about, and you want to to explore. There you have it, my friends. Uh, Thank you for your time. Uh, We will see you very soon. Uh, We will uh, talk to you tomorrow or Wednesday or Thursday, I don't know. Uh, whenever the spirit leads. How's that sound? Uh, See you then. Bye-bye.